This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. God who created the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in it, for him to repair this man's bones is no big deal. Why are you marveling? And then apparently Peter realized they're not just marveling at the miracle, they're looking at him and John as though they have something to do with it. And he says, no, 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 don't look at us. We didn't do this. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead. It's the faith that he gave us that caused us to speak. And through faith in his name, this man stands here whole before you. As Pastor Robert continues his teaching series through the book of Acts, we won't be studying the Acts of the Disciples, but the Acts of the Holy Spirit working through the Disciples. God can do amazing things through a willing vessel that wants to remain aligned to do his will. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. chapter 4. It's a fascinating area, really exciting area of scripture. You know, when I first looked at it, the part that we're going to be looking at today, I thought we might finish the chapter. And then as I considered it, I realized, nah, probably not. It'd be better to, to stop just a little bit short of finishing. As we've been working our way through the chapter, you know, we reach this part. The new church has, you know, has been born, the, the, the early church there. Peter on the day of Pentecost, preaching a, a radical sermon to the city of Jerusalem there, and, and uh, several thousand people came to know the Lord. So you've got this embryonic church that is still part of Judaism. So every day they're going into the temple to pray together, morning, noon, and night, as had been their custom, their tradition. They would gather together in the temple to pray. But one of these days, Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, Luke says, Peter and John were headed into the temple. It was the hour of prayer, must have been the afternoon hour, as we'll see in in just a minute. But this time, they're passing by a beggar. Now, this particular beggar had been there every day, Luke tells us. He was more than 40 years old. He'd been crippled from birth. His friends and family would bring him there, lay him by the gate that was called Beautiful, and he would just beg. He'd never been able to walk. His ankles and, and the bones in his feet and ankles were all twisted, and there were no muscles in his legs because he'd never stood on his legs. So there was never any development. But this time, as Peter is getting ready to walk right past this guy, as he had done several times previously, apparently the Lord spoke to him. Wait a minute, Peter. Today's his day. And so Peter stops. Peter and John, they, they stop. And Peter looks down at the guy. Apparently the man wasn't even looking up. And so Peter says to him, look at us. The man looks up and he, and he says, you know, I don't have any money, but what I do have, I'll give you. Rise up and walk. And so 
The man jumps to his feet. All of a sudden, this incredible miracle takes place, and the bones snap into place, and the muscle that has never been there, now it is. And thousands of people there in the temple complex at the hour of prayer witness this, and Luke says they were all shocked and amazed. And they gather around in utter amazement at what has just taken place here, and Peter confronts that. He says, what are you guys so amazed about? I mean, we are Israel. We've been given the testimony concerning the creator God, the God who spoke all of this into existence, the God who created the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in it. For him to repair this man's bones is no big deal. Why are you marveling? And then apparently Peter realized they're not just marveling at the miracle, they're looking at him and John as though they had something to do with it. And he says, no, 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 don't look at us. We didn't do this. Jesus Christ, the Messiah, whom you crucified, but God raised from the dead, it's the faith that he gave us that caused us to speak, and through faith in his name, this man stands here whole before you. And so now, again, thousands come to faith. But the the, the leadership, the religious leaders and the temple guards have gathered around, and they're upset about this thing. And we talked about the fact that they were the, the leadership at that time, the Sanhedrin was made up mostly of, of the, the Sadducees, and that sect within Judaism didn't believe in the supernatural. They didn't believe in resurrection. And so they grab Peter and John, take them to a holding cell, which, you know, there was a, a fortress right there on the temple compound. So they, they take them and, and lock them down for the night. And that's why I say that this must have been the afternoon time of prayer, because it just didn't go on for that long. It doesn't seem from the scriptural account. So th- they put them aside. We'll deal with you tomorrow. And they do. The next morning, they drag Peter and John in front of the, the leadership. Now, this was not just religious leadership in Israel. It was a civil leadership. The Sanhedrin governed Israel under Roman rule. They had the authority to inflict all sorts of punishment and penalties upon people up to but not including capital punishment. Now, they did it anyway in some cases, the scriptures tell us, but technically the, the, the Roman authorities had taken the authority to execute, to put people to death. They had removed that from Israel. And so these leaders now, and, and imagine yourself being in that position, you know, you're just a couple of guys with, and the, the beggar was with them, the formerly lame man, Luke tells us, he, he was there, he came back the next day, he stood with them, but they're surrounded by 70 or 80 of the national leaders. I mean, it would be like, you know, being called into a congressional hearing where you're being accused of a crime. Deuteronomy 13, in the law of Moses, Israel was commanded, you need to find out. If a miracle happens, find out who did it, what God is responsible, who are they proclaiming? Because if they're proclaiming a false God, saying that this false God did this miracle, then you need to stone the miracle worker to death. So they had a right to ask the question, and they, they dragged him into the center of this ruling body. What happened here? By what authority? And Peter again, pulling no punches. Jesus, the one you crucified, God raised him from the dead. Faith in his name. This man stands here whole because Jesus is alive. That didn't go over real well. They got upset. And basically, Luke says, they sent him out of the room and they tried to figure out, what do we do with this? Because we can't deny that the miracle happened. Everybody in Jerusalem knows this man was lame from birth. We really, we can't push this aside or brush it under a rug somewhere. We can't deny the miracle, and, and I talked about last week, neither could they deny the resurrection, unlike our experts today that seem to be able to do that without any real problem. 
by the way, did you see that whole thing with the new tomb? The new tomb that was discovered in 1980? You know, I mean, this, was, this is not something new. In other words, 27 years ago, Israel concluded it was all bogus. But James Cameron, now that, by the way, finally, it was so good to see this morning, the Wall Street Journal's TV segment, their news segment on Fox News, they were, they were talking about that very thing that the experts in Israel debunked this 20-something years ago. But, you know, it's like, it, it's Easter. So let's bash the resurrection again. And that's what that's about. But the Sadducees, who didn't even believe in resurrection and were the ruling body who put Jesus to death, couldn't deny the resurrection. All they could do was tell Peter and John, if you don't shut up, we're going to crucify you too. And it seems that that's what they did. Luke says all they could do was threaten them severely and send them away. So that's what they did. They threatened them severely. And Peter said, listen, you know, you figure it out. You're the religious leadership. Do we obey God? Or you? Because in this situation, we can't do both. We have to speak about what we've seen and heard. And so they threatened them further. Peter and John left. And that's where we pick up our story. Look at it. In verse 23, Luke tells us, Being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart, one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they had all things in common and with great power. The apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. Man, what an exciting passage. And you know what? There's so many examples in here, you know, for us to learn from. Main Thing Radio is the daily radio ministry of Robert Fountain, senior pastor of Calvary Chapel in Miami Beach, Florida. Robert is currently teaching through the book of Acts. This book is grand central station for how the church should function today. In it, we see the fledgling first century church learn what it means to walk in the new covenant that Jesus provided. Now here's Tracy with some information about how you can connect with us online. Most of us use Facebook and Twitter at least once a day. Please check out our Facebook and Twitter page. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the links. You can find information on everything that's happening at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for that information, Tracy. We do encourage you to visit MainThingRadio.com for all of our social media links. 
we'd like to ask that you prayerfully consider making a secure donation to help support the ongoing expansion of Main Thing Radio. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. And don't forget to join us again, same time, same place, as Pastor Robert continues through the Book of Acts, right here on Main Thing Radio.